Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen, or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The Wellness Breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the Wellness Guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the Country Place. Ten acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17th to 19th. It's each and every single one of you are going to support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine-chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind with your hosts, Lawrence and Karen Tam. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in life, love, and legacy. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Karen Tam. We are all relaxed. We're we're obviously, um, we just got back from a cruise. I I'm, gotta I'm, say. I'm nautical. You're very, oh I'm yeah, I'm carrying on my nautical. That's why I was laughing because before you were doing the intro, I was going like this, looking at the stripes, twisting back and forth, and you started recording. <laughs> so good Have to, to take number good two. To this is take in. number two. Take number two. We're ready to go. Well, it's, it's, uh, we had a great time on a, on a cruise ship. There's our second cruise, and I still can't decide whether I like cruising or not. Like, I'm still in the, the, yeah. you know, 50 50 zone here, but you're not wearing was, your stripes. Well, what was great about it though was that spending, was time, spending with time with the family. Yeah, with family, <laughs> you especially, yeah. and, and also the kids. And we also had my parents there and your, um, your mom, mom uh, selling her 70th birthday. You know, we were celebrating our belated 15th uh, wedding anniversary this year. Mm-hmm. And it was exciting. It was just, it was a really great time just being away from family. Seven days for me Being without away from family. Oh, sorry, away, away from our home. Sorry, with family. I meant with family. That's sorry. where we didn't see you yeah. on the cruise. I got a sneak. You up. were gone. I was gone. No, I was there. Um, seven days without Wi-Fi, and uh, with that internet. was weird. That was really weird. That was uh, weird. That's my second time this year. So two weeks of the fifty. You know, it was it was hard not being able to get in touch with each other. The, the Wi-Fi yeah. wasn't too bad, but it was. I think we've gotten so used to being able to call each other or text each other. And have an immediate response. Yeah, like and wherever you're on the ship, yeah. for example. I like have it's, no it's idea ship, where right? you were. Like if we didn't coordinate, like there was one day I couldn't find you for half the day. I had no idea. I, I was hiding <laughs> underneath the bed. No, no. I was with Christian. I was playing with Christian and mm-hmm. she was she was with Kaya and we were doing separate things and we were trying to find each other. They couldn't find it. We were playing shuffleboard on the deck, which was really great to see. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the whole point of it is just, it, it was just great to have a holiday before 
the holiday starts. For uh, crazy time. Well, this is coming out right after crazy this time. Is, this is right cr- after yes. Christmas. So this is a belated Merry Christmas and Merry happy Christmas. holidays to everybody. But, um, you know, this for us, it's, it's, a, it's a really weird and interesting time. Right. Yeah, I know if you've been listening to us on um, previous episodes, you would know this why this time is such a, a weird time for us because um, I think it was episode 102 or 3 where, you know, we talked about how, especially with the family being on the cruise ship, this time, you know, we're without, you know, um, oh, not this time, but, you know, we've been without your dad for, you know, for the last, I think, seven, eight Christmases now. Mm. And it's a weird time because it's always on Christmas Day when the accident where Karen's dad um, became a quadriplegic uh, in the beach uh, on the sand. And that was a really difficult time for us. And for the next two years, you know, we were in the quad, quad units in, in Perth and in the quadriplegic center. It was really tough going through that process. But I imagine we're not the only ones, right? We're not the only ones who sort of no. dealing with loss because this time is about family coming together. This time yeah. is about, you know, gathering of all the families. But there's it's great to see everybody, right? For some, right? For <laughs> yes, some. For some. Um, but for a lot of people, it always serves as a reminder. Uh, of those who aren't with you. Because yeah. I was I was just at the hairdressers and I was talking to um, the lady that was doing my hair. And this Beautiful is- hair, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is kind of what got me thinking about doing this episode is that she was talking about how their grandfather passed away this mm. year. And and how it was really affecting how they were going to do Christmas because her grandmother just didn't want to do Christmas. And the more we started talking, more people in the salon started talking about a lot of loss that they were they were feeling this year. And, and I and as you're saying, I think this time of year brings it up for a lot of people. And we just kind of wanted to address that a little bit. Maybe the depression, the the loss that you're possibly feeling from loved ones who may be gone, or opportunities that you may have lost throughout the year that you feel that you've lost as we reflect back on what's what, as we're moving forward into 2017. It, it's, it's absolutely, you know, the, it, it's a sort of, it's a good and, good and bad it situations. And, 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 and because it serves a reminder of the joy and the greatness that you had this year, but also, like I said, it reminds of all the, the, the people that you, they're no longer with you. Um, and that, not, I don't think necessarily has to be a sad thing, but for most of us, it is because it's that, you know, reminds you of the times of when, you know, at that Christmas to what this person did yeah, or how yeah, they did things. It and, is. And you know, every time I see an older couple walking, holding hands, it always makes me think of yeah. what my mom and dad would be like. And I start tearing up in the, the parking lot. I think the people in town think I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> but, but you but are. I am. I am. I wear my heart on my shoulder. I do. Um, but was I, I was thinking though, like for those, it is hard, especially if you're just, it's very raw and you're recently going through something because I remember when it happened, um, with my dad, mm. I felt like time should stand still. Oh, it's weird, isn't it? It is. I, f- I felt like... What is everybody doing? Like, wh- why aren't you I was, I was mad. I was mad at a lot of people. I'd look out and see our neighbors partying on their deck and for me, life had stopped. Mm. And yet for them, they were having fun. And I'd feel this anger that... Not towards anybody, but... No, but just just, this anger that they didn't realize that my life had just shifted drastically and that we should be mourning. And that that for me, it had stopped. Mm. But for everybody else, their life kept going on. And that was a really weird experience and feeling Mm. to see how unimportant I was and my life was to the whole world. And that was difficult. It's, it is very weird. And I think the only people that can really understand, like if you want to talk about tribes, the people who can actually understand you at that moment are the people in the hospital. And that's exactly, they become your instant tribe. The people who are sitting your in intensive family. care, yeah. you are sharing with them. You can talk with them and you can understand what's going on because 
it's really interesting. The other people who are part of your family and your friends, they don't always know how to deal with what you're dealing with. And we found that, that a lot of family or friends just stopped contacting us because they, they felt so uncomfortable and they didn't know what to say and they didn't know how to talk to you about it, mm. which is a complete sense of isolation when you're really needing people around you. And so the people in the hospital who were going through the same thing as well, they immediately became like a family to you because it was so easy to chat with them. Yeah, because you're constantly you. seeing them too over and every single day in yes. the intensive care unit. And you you basically bond with that common bond of loss. Mm. Um, and it might not have lost someone, but just the seriousness of the accidents. And because you're in intensive care, most of them are in comas. Um, most of them are like life or death situation any mm. moment in time. And yeah, and you start to see people who... Unfortunately, their family member might have passed on, you know, you know, and one day, you, see, you know, you see them for five days in a row and then the next day they're no longer they're there, no longer there. Um, you know, or sometimes they, you know, they have a happy ending and they, they're out of the coma and they're recovering, which is fantastic news. And, but yeah, they become your instant family, but it goes to show that oftentimes we don't identify ourselves with, we can only, sometimes we don't understand someone else's pain or someone's, or someone else's um, discomfort. And I think it's, it's, and if you're going through pain and, and especially in a loss situation, mm. oftentimes you, you can't be expecting, and that's the key, right? They can't be expecting everybody else around you can understand your perspective and they will only see it from their perspective and, and experience, right? If they've never yes. dealt with loss, um, they don't, um, they don't know how to act or how they should be acting because let's face it, their life has moved on. Like they're, they have their own life. They're doing their own thing and that's okay. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with that, but just realize that you can't have that expectation on other people, other yeah. people. I was listening to a podcast and there was this woman and I think she had four children mm -hmm. and this woman had had a hard time. I think she had two autistic children and both of them had some sort of rare brain, brain, um, lesion or something going on that was really bizarre. So she, I think at all the time she had one child and one daughter as well, who was just born with a problem that constantly kept her in hospital. Mm -hmm. So out of the four, only one was healthy and three, she was constantly going. And she said something that resonated with me is that she said, people would call her up and they'd say, um, if I can do anything for you, let me know. And she mm -hmm. said, that's so easy just to say no, because it's too hard explaining to people everything and, and asking for help. And she said, really the best thing that she found during that time was that people would just show up at the door and say, here, I've come to do your laundry or, Hey, I've cooked you dinner. I've left it on the kitchen counter for you. And that was a lot easier for her to accept because at the time when you're in the hospital, you're dealing with so much stuff. Like when people are calling, it's nice that people ask, mm. but at the same time, you don't want to burden people. And you're thinking about 10 other, 10 million other things that you can't really think to say, okay, yes, here's my list of things I need doing. Yeah. So she said it was, it was wonderful for her when somebody was just really proactive and just said, here you go, I've done it. I know you didn't ask for it, but there you go. Yeah. Or here's the meals for you mm. for the next and few it, days. So and it's made it over. easier. Yeah, yeah. And oftentimes like you don't, when you're dealing with something else, you want to just focus solely on that thing rather than having to make more decisions. So like, well, that's she, yeah, that's what that she stuff, said. Yeah. Having to think about what they're, she didn't care. Like obviously she had children to feed, but that was the last thing she could think of to yeah. even ask for as well. Yeah, it's hard. Like, I mean, we've gone through it now we understand. And, and so we're not suggesting that everybody will feel this way, but we're just also putting, this is, this show is not just about loss. It's about looking at someone's perspective and looking at yes. their experience and what they're going through, especially during this time is someone looking sad. It's, is that, you know, they sure. Some, some of us might say, Oh, you should just get over it. Well, maybe not. Like they may not get over it. They mm -hmm. might be going through something and this is a reminder. And it, it's not like they're so sad for being sad sake. They're just like maybe sad because it just reminds them of the happiness that, 
you know, it could be joyous on the inside, but sad missing out on the opportunities of what he mm. or she might have missed around this time, you know? So I think it's really important to, you know, to, to reflect on, upon the loss. And especially around this time of year, it is a reflection of not just the loved ones in your life, but it's also the loss of possibly things that you didn't didn't do like that you set out for the beginning of 2016 you know at the beginning of the year we always tend tend to see most people was they set out goals and dreams and and things they want to achieve and god i have a pile somewhere of things that i didn't get accomplished this year and um you know shoved in the back corner somewhere. and then and there's people like me who don't have a list of all the things they need to achieve as a goal setting <laughs> so yeah so maybe i didn't <laughs> so you have you know you set yourself like low expectations so yeah, you can achieve there them all, you right? go. Easy. <laughs> but you know i mean sure you know podcasting was probably not one of your goals that you set up for yourself, but, but you know, you achieved yeah, it. No, right? it wasn't something I was expecting to do last year or this year when you yeah. mentioned it. No. But I, mean, I think that's what I mean, but it's just that this time you, you, you start to reflect upon a lot of things mm -hmm. that you, you, you might have missed out on, especially in the loss of things, you know, maybe a job promotion or maybe, um, a, a, an event that you wanted to create, or maybe it was something, a project that you want to complete that you can, didn't get complete. And we want to kind of touch upon that and exactly, you know, show you some of the ways and key strategies on how to overcome that. I mean, how have you, um, it, you know, what would you recommend someone to, you know, do like what, for, one, for what's what, one thing for, for something, you know, okay, let's do actually, let's do it. No, specific. Let's, let's, yeah, see, I'm not getting specific, specific here. Yeah. So what, I think from a, from a point of view of, um, when someone, when, when someone hasn't done something, um, and they set out themselves in, in, in terms of their life for the year, they set out something and they didn't even come close to being achieving it. What would you recommend they do right now? Uh, for myself, I think it's easy to, st it's not easy. I think it's okay to acknowledge that. And then to think it's okay. It's hmm. okay. There was, who set the rule that you had to make it? We come up with all these rules that we try to work and achieve and goals, which is great. It drives us. But then if we have too many or they're too large or life happens and we don't reach those goals, I think it's okay to cut ourselves some slack and go, okay, it didn't happen. Were there reasons it didn't happen? Was it because you were lazy? Was it because other things came in the way? And if so, then you can change those things mm -hmm. and say, okay, next year I'm going to be a little bit more organized. Next year I'm going to have some strategies around it. Or maybe something happened, like there was an accident in the family, like what happened to us. And you know what? It couldn't happen then. Life had to change and other things had to come first and prioritize. So I think reflecting on it and looking at were there things you could change or could do differently so that going into the new year, you can try to be on top of those things. That's I've what had, I would say. Would you I, say that? I would, you know what? I've had an extremely um, big battle in my head about this situation. Oh, this whole I feel like year. this is a lead up that you have a fantastic answer. No, I don't have a fantastic <laughs> and answer. I, was, I wasn't quite ready for this. One no, there. absolutely no. not. Okay. I don't, I didn't know what you were going to say. And, and I, I really struggle with this one point because here's the thing, um, you know, for the last, I don't know, say four or five years, I've been really determined and driven like to, to accomplish certain things in my life. And this year, you know, I had this realization, you know, that it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't have to be done right now. Like why, why does it, why do you feel like you have to get it all done this year or at this moment in time? Like mm -hmm. you have a whole entire lifetime to actually accomplish this. And it goes to that quote. I'm sure I've used this recently with, I think it was Tony Robbins who said it. He's like, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a year mm -hmm. and we underestimate what we can accomplish in a lifetime. And, and, and it's like, we, I like that. yeah, it's really good. Yeah, isn't it? Because good. we do pile I, and I'm yeah. guilty of this. I pile way too much expectation myself. And mm -hmm. that word comes up again, right? Expectation of myself of what I should should achieve by someone else's standard, not necessarily mine, or maybe it's my standard yes. to achieve certain things, you know, in say next year, okay, in the next quarter or whatever it is. 
but then not, you know, but not realizing the amount of power that I actually have over my lifetime to actually go after these things and, and it will deviate. So I'm, for the last four or five years, to summarize is that I've been driven, but then there's this part of me that says, hey, look, why do you have to be so driven? Like, why do you have to, to be, push yourself so hard? And I've been, I'm torn. Like, I'm literally torn this year. Do you think that's part of your DNA that you push yourself so hard? Do you think some people are just a little bit more laid back? and other people are a bit more driven? It's funny. I think most people would be surprised. I'm I'm inherently lazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very inherently lazy. Oh, most Lawrence. people don't, don't realize that about me, but I am very You're lazy. not lazy. Oh, that's the first time you ever said that. Well, <laughs> no, I, I think around the house, cleaning-wise, <laughs> well, that's a different story. But, well, hey. But you're not, you're not lazy. I'm surprised you'd say that. Well, no, okay. Maybe, well, I guess it depends on who you're comparing yourself to, right? And And... But for me, like in my mind, I I, I think that I could I, maybe I don't know why. Do I'm you know what? What you keep talking, I'm going to get something. <laughs> I no. this is something that got sent to us. Thank you, Philip McKernan. Philip McKernan. It says "Believe in you," and this it's this really cool sign that's made out of tons of different license plates. So, Lawrence, as you're saying right now that you think you're lazy, I'm going to say to you: Listen to Philip McKernan. Believe in you. Isn't Thanks. that cool? Thanks, it's Philip. really like, neat. I it's, really like it is that. beautiful. If you haven't checked out Philip McKernan, he's a fantastic man with lots of fabulous things to say as well. Check Absolutely. him out. Absolutely. Um, Philip McKernan, Philip McKernan.com. Uh, go check him out. He does some, some incredible things. And I'm part of his group, Brave Entrepreneur. And I did Brave Soul in Dublin. Oh, not Dublin, you talked in about Ireland, where you were without yeah, communication absolutely. again. That was a tough one for us. It was really, really important. Like it was an, a pivotal shift for me mm. in my thinking. That's what I mean by that, that shift that I had was there's, this power to drive, 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 and then realization going, well, why do I, well, I need to, why do I need to continue driving? I don't know if it's part of my DNA and or not. It's interesting because I think Philip asks some great questions all the time to you is he's, it's just not on the surface. It's like, why aren't you doing it? Was there something that happened in the past? Like, mm. how did your father treat you? How did, where did this insecurity come from? Mm. And I think it's important when we're reflecting back on where we are right now is to think about that. Was there something that triggered you to have that fear? Um, was there an episode that happened in your life? Was it a relationship you perhaps had? And that's, that's interesting when you look at that. That's a really, really great question. And I'm going to tribute right back to this episode on, on loss, right? Yes. So I think on one of the reasons why I am driven, I know the question has been asked many times. I've never been able to answer it, but right now it just kind of insight kind of popped in my head. You're was, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the, one of the things I know that I've made myself uh, driven is also because I've grown up always not being part of a tribe, a, a cool group or whatever. Like I've always outside looking in, right. I was part of that. You out- can roll with me, Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> can be, be part of the cool group, but no, it, it's, it's <laughs> that I think there's a sense of loss of not being able to losing out on being part of something or part of, uh, uh of, you know, accomplishments when I was a kid, especially through mm-hmm. high school, elementary school, I always felt like I was always behind people, not necessarily academically, but more in terms of like having certain friends or um, being part of certain, you know, athletic cool groups. And, and yeah, even in my best friend, like at the time, Alex, you know, when I was growing up, you know, he, um, uh, he, you know, came from a wealth, oh no, he didn't come from wealth, but he, but he, he always had the latest and greatest, you know, um, he always had the first DVD player, you know, or he had, you know, before DVD was even a thing, um, laser disc, you know, even before DVDs. And, and so he always had the latest, greatest things. And not that I was constantly chasing, 
but it was that sense of loss. And I think that's one of the internal drivers that I actually had was like, you know, if I worked hard, if I, it was almost like a story I told myself, if I worked hard for it, if I just did those things, I would be going after the, what I missed out. And a lot of, I remember, I think it was, uh, I think Mark Possible has mentioned saying something that, you know, you're, what you're driven in the, in, in, as a, as an adult is typically um, driven by what you sense was a loss when you were as a, a kid, child. as a child. And, um, and, you know, come growing up from a middle-class family, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe just like upper middle-class family, I think, you know, seeing my parents, you know, coming out of poverty to, to, to give the life that we I actually have had, mm-hmm. there might be a sense of drive to kind of keep that up, you know, or to, to maybe even do better, you know, and, or to not disappoint them or, to, or maybe not to disappoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are the reflection. Um, those are the reflective questions that starting to mm-hmm. come up this year for me to start actually journaling. And to think about, which is really difficult because you don't remember anything. <laughs> we're just having a conversation about that. I don't remember a thing. I, no. I actually don't, and uh, it's pretty, pretty bad, yeah. bad memory stuff. But more importantly, though, it's it's that mo- most of us actually have a very difficult time, or maybe it's just me. I have a very difficult time, and maybe you guys can relate to this. Is that to talk to myself, to actually have a conversation with myself, like a real conversation with myself. I know it's as weird as that sound, mm-hmm. but like if I ask a question to myself and having writing journaling, it's like, it is listening to my own voice, but it's almost like, I don't want to talk to myself. I need to, to hear what the answer is. Maybe not to hear the answer is, but question? We, well, whatever it is, like there's yes. that void because we don't tend, most people don't tend to talk to themselves, right? In a sense, like inside your head, you almost avoid that conversation by numbing it, by watching television, yes. by, you know, grabbing the next podcast. This one's okay, by the way. This one's okay. Um, but, you know, Doctors or just it. like you, you numb yourself with, with the next book or whatever the thing is to kind mm-hmm. of distract you. We distract ourselves with Facebook or everything else so that we don't actually have those real conversations in our, in our head. That's, I think, and re- realizing it now and being more aware of it made me realize that I don't do that enough. And I'm slowly, and I haven't completely, you know, gone there yet, but I'm slowly starting to integrate that part of my life and actually ask those questions and see what answer comes up. So it's that awareness, awareness of why things are coming up for you. And if it repeatedly keeps coming up, then I think it's an issue you haven't dealt with. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you, it brings up a lot of things that, you know, as, although my memory is terrible, oftentimes it, it brings up a lot of things that I didn't even think of. I remembered and mm. the important things do come up. And is that sense, you know, going, going back to the last thing, it's that sense of missing pieces and starting to realize that the life that I actually have now is a combination of all the little pieces that, that has all the decisions I've made, all the things well, I've, we I've talked done. about that in another podcast that it can be, if you look at each thing as a one-on-one, it can seem like, well, that was a failure. And then that didn't lead anywhere. Mm. But as you say, it's a culmination when you look at it, yeah, maybe that one thing didn't lead to what you wanted, but it was a culmination of all those things that have created who you are today that maybe put you in a position to be excellent at what you're doing right now. And to be thankful that actually those, those life lessons or what had seemed like failures, those road bumps have actually all come together to weave something really fantastic Mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah. So, you know, if you feel like you missed something this year, Mm -hmm. didn't do something, but you must have replaced it with something else, right? Because you didn't do that one thing. Netflix. <laughs> and maybe something you learned on Netflix or maybe something, whatever replaced the thing that you didn't do yes. by learning or doing that thing may, you might not see it now, but three years from now, looking back, you might have learned something about that, that, or maybe the skills that you actually developed, developed in that thing, you just you know, picked up or maybe you decided to pick up a new sport or a new skill that actually trained you to become better at whatever 
that thing is going to be in three years' time. So we don't know these decisions that we make. We don't know, for example, we don't know where this is going to take us, where the show is going to take us in 2017 or beyond. However, we're doing it, right? That's what we're coming into. Every two weeks, we're putting on an episode. We're going to sit here, record on the bot video. Even if no one watches this video, we're still doing it. And a shout out to Leanne while you're on that, because she's been fantastic. I think we've had three or four comments already from her giving us feedback on the session. Because she keeps on saying that she's, you know, thanks for the shout out. So we're going to shout out every single shout time. Shout out to Leanne. <laughs> shout out to you, Leanne, if you're listening. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, th- I think for all the listeners to, you know, th- I know that there's definitely uh, a lot of listeners in Inside Champions Mind who listen, who don't comment, who don't make it. That's okay. You know, I don't expect you guys. I don't comment on the podcast I listen to. Yes. However, like if you are listening, uh, I know that I... I know what, I know you got a lot of benefit from the Inside Champions Mod. I know that you have um you know you you have been listening and you've been able to shift the your your particular mindset and I'm sure it's the right time for you when you need to hear it. The key though is that I think it's about executing. We just talked about this in the Wall Sky show. It's really about having a plan is great, but really a plan that if you haven't executed on on a plan doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make the plan, um, work because there's no execution part. So let me rephrase yes, that. Number I one. Looking, yeah. yeah. Because she's looking confused. Number one is that I'm having a different conversation in my head. I, think I know that I know it is. I know it's what happens. Two things happens is that, you know, um, one is that you, and when you move forward to 2017, you need to have some sort of plan or at least some sort of direction of where you want to be. And I'm not suggesting you have like 10 or 20 things on that thing, but just have one to three things on, on, mm-hmm. on what you want to do or what you like your, you know, X to be, maybe it's your exercise or your, your, your body, or maybe your healthy eating or whatever or that might be, your relationships or, you know, life, love, legacy, right? So whatever mm-hmm. that might be, your career, all those things have a plan, but having a plan is that where most people stop. Okay. Because most people have a plan and go, okay, that's great. I feel good about my plan. I feel fantastic about my I've plan. I've done my plan. I'll I've put it in my, my drawer. I'm going to put it in my journal. See if it comes and then, out. Exactly. And and that's the problem. It's not like a toaster. You don't put it in and it pops up then. Exactly. Unfortunately, unfortunately it doesn't. Gonna, I've tried. It's not in the plan. It does not work. You still need to do part number two. And part number two is the execution of the plan. You have to do it. And I fall short on this many times and I failed many times and that's okay because I've also executed a lot of things that I have said I was going to do. And so the execution of the plan is very, very important. So having a plan is great, but taking the step number two of executing the plan, making it happen is the best way to actually. It's reminding, it's reminding me of a course that you took and to be honest, I can't remember the content of the course, but what I was actually looking at was I really liked the way the course was laid out. And what he did was when you're talking about execution, it was lots of little baby steps. Mm. And from those baby steps, you get immediate feedback. I think if you just have one large execution goal, you can't see your progress. And if you're time poor, then you think, well, I don't have time to do that right now. Or when you start doing it, even though you've done a little bit, you don't have that feedback that you've accomplished anything. So if you can further break down those steps into small bite-sized chunks, it makes a big difference because then you look and you think, well, I've only got five minutes. You think, well, yeah, I could do that in five minutes. I'm just going to get that done. And then you start seeing yourself have that progression and the little wins and you're moving closer and closer. But when it's a large gap, that's when the difficulties happen which I think we've talked about once before. Well, I may be suffering from your brain lapses here. I'm, I'm speaking and thinking I've said this before. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was actually thinking about completely, something completely different. How are you? Um, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it's so true though. It is about, you know, creating that, that gap. And what happens is that it's finding those little progressions, like small little steps of what you're thinking about. It's not having a, a goal that's so far ahead that yes. you don't, you might be so off right from the beginning. 
It's the milestones. Is when we were on the boat, we did um, ice skating. They had a, a rink in there, and um, I grew up ice skating. I've been skating since I was four. I'm a figure skater. And Kaya, we've mentioned before, is is a mini me. Yeah, she really is, and so she knows this, and exactly. she knows that I've skated. She wants to skate, so we took her out on the ice, and we were skating with her. We got to go three times, and I came back to the room one day, and I saw her writing down something on a piece of paper, and I looked, and she was making a checklist of goals really? for skating. Yep, she I had down skate forward, skate backwards, turn, stop. She broke down like every little step, and then she was putting check marks next to them, like done. Done. Really? Done. Yeah. She goes, next on my list is this. I have to. And I thought, that's so cool wow. that she's done that. But on the same time, I also said to her, well, yes, skating forward, you've checked off, but that doesn't mean you're done with that now because we still need to work on building that skill set, which I think is something we can do as well is that we make lots of things we can tick off quickly yes. that we never revisit again when we still need to keep building on those foundational skills of that. Well, let's use that as an example. It's like, okay, so uh, backwards skating, say backwards skating, yes. skating backwards. And skating backwards is a skill, but then you have to just go, okay, what is the measurement of success? That's the key, right? Mm. Is what is the measurement of success? The measurement of success is not just skating backwards maybe for a second, right? It's the skating second for maybe X amount of period of time or how fast you go, whatever. And just say you have, once you have that result, but then you have to chunk it back down. Like what are all the little steps um, that you have to can check off along the way? And that's what you were saying about that course is what are all the little incremental steps and check off so that you feel like you're moving forward, right? So this is not a loss, right? So be oftentimes when you reflect back on your, your whole entire year, you think it's a loss because you're only measuring yourself from where you were to the end result. Yeah, but you might have been a quarter away. Maybe you're three quarters away in, but you never even noticed because you never actually did those mile microstones. So feels like a failure, exactly. And what we're trying to say is that you got to look at the whole thing and look at those small little chunks mm-hmm. as well and see how how you far you progress. Because if you look at a swimming report card, a skating report card, as a, as the kids grow mm-hmm. up, each level has minor little check marks that they have to perform in those skill set. I remember still when skating, when I was young, I think I skated first skated when I was like nine years old and you have to do like a figure eight, you know, um, with one skate, yes. you know, and then the next level might've been figure eight on both legs, you know, one on, on, on like left and right. Um, and so those are the little uh, milestones that we need to check off. So when you move forward and create a plan for 2018, to, uh, to, 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 to 2017, oh, jumping, jumping, <laughs> making it really uh, hard. Lord. <laughs> 2017, if you're making a plan, so you don't want to have this loss, this gap, this missing feel, uh, feeling, then what you want to do is, is create the end result, what that's going to look like to you, but also then create minor incremental um, milestones. So you know, whether you're on track or off track, because yes. we don't want to wait till December, 2017, realizing going, Oh, I'm nowhere close because I'd made a mistake in February that I did something wrong. And therefore I'm like totally off track now. Yes. What you want to do is kind of have a checkpoint maybe every month or every three months to kind of say, reflect back and go, am I actually, if I continue on this path, am I going towards that? The goals that I actually want to see? If it's not, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just you know, dial it back and then create a new plan to kind of get you back on track. Or it might be what, you know, it's like Golden calls it a cul-de-sac is maybe you should stop because it's not something you want to pursue. Well, as we're finishing up, I'm excited because you've got something exciting coming up in the new year that you are going to be going to Japan. I'm going to Japan. Japan. And you're going to be going to speak with some special people. Who are you going to be speaking with? I'm going to be speaking with Joe DeSena, uh, who is the CEO and founder of the Spartan Race. 
Uh, he's fantastic. And also be speaking with Randy Kelly, who is a former Navy SEAL sniper who I've met uh, earlier in April. Stay he's, on his good sideline. Yeah, mm. He's an incredible man. Such a peaceful peaceful man, actually, considering he's a Navy That's SEAL. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, and I get to speak to a, ho- a whole bunch of other people too as well. No, but I- you're going to speak to a specific group of people because we were yeah. talking about loss and which kind of can lead to depression. And you were going to be speaking to... I was speaking to the U.S. military um, at Camp Zama. I, I actually, I don't even know what the, the actual I name is. Know, but it's going to be a U.S. military base in uh, Japan. And it's I get to speak cool. over there. You're going to have security clearance to get onto the base. That's right. I get to have, you in know, Japan hopefully get the- to play with some toys. Uh, and cool. <laughs> the military choice, but anyways, yeah. I, I think it's really about helping transition um, military personnel from uh, from being in the military, moving forward into civilian life, and mm. that's a really big thing, especially with you know this year you've been seeing a lot of twenty two uh, day push ups on uh, twenty two push ups per day, and one of the reasons why is because there's been um, estimate of twenty two soldiers committing suicide every single day. And that's a huge thing. And how this, um, this company, this charity called American Dream You run by Phil Randozzo, he basically uh, created this, this charity. He doesn't make any money out of this. And he basically uh, helps these troops, these veterans coming out of the transition back into civilian life, which is really, really hard, especially when we're talking about loss. When we talk about tribes and you talk about loss. So I think this is going to be another thing that we will revisit when you come back because, um, yeah, there's a lot. We can still keep talking about it, but we are at the end of our show. So a little teaser for something to come, but I think it's pretty cool that you've been invited. Mm. And um, I'm excited. I'm really excited. It's a fantastic opportunity for you. Short trip, but uh, tough being away from family, but I'm just really excited to have the opportunity um, to go away and, and, and um, you know, be on, you know, just, just have a chance to speak. Um, I wonder if you get to go see the snow monkeys. You know, they sit in those hot baths. Yeah, no. No. Okay. Good. All right. Just checking off. Too far to go. All right. I'm leaving leaving Australian summer for uh, Japanese winter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wrap it up. Well, anyways, listen, uh, we just, on behalf of the Inside Champions Minds between Karen and myself, um, we just want to say um, happy holidays and, you know, have a happy and fantastic new year. We'll see you in 2017 with brand new shows, brand new episodes, and would love your feedback. And here's why. The reason why we love your feedback is because so we can make the show even better. One of the things that we want to do is we want to raise the level, raise the bar. Um, we want to listen to, we want to create shows on what you want to hear. What do you, what did, what did you as a listener want to hear more of? How do you want us to kind of crap? Now, whether we do it or not, that's, you know, that's another thing. Cause we <laughs> that's our choice. Ourselves. You have no say, <laughs> but we love some suggestions because I want to make this show uh, absolutely amazing in 2017. And, um, so I'd love for you to, you know, share this podcast mm. with your friends and family because it's so important for us to share. That's a good gift. If you don't have a gift yet for your family, share, share this. This is a fantastic (laughs) gift and it didn't cost you anything, which is fantastic. Exactly. Just teach them how to download the episode and uh, get the podcast. Yeah. They could be, could be like me where I was like, how do you get them? How do they get on that? I sound really silly when I say that, but there's a lot of people out there. I'm sure they did that. Don't there's many who never even listened to a podcast, but this would be a good one to start off with. So um, subscribe to us on iTunes and, um, you know, check us out on the wellness couch. I love for you to, 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 you know, communicate with us and, uh, you know, who knows, we'll be running uh, on some events maybe in 2017. He might be. So keep an eye on that. With the Guys, monkeys? Yep, more, the monkeys maybe. in Japan? No? Uh, maybe too cold. We'll yeah, think of cold. something. We'll think of something. <laughs> this has been Inside Champions Mind. Happy New Year. And from all of us here at a show dedicated to helping you overcome your in pursuit of being world-class in life, love, and legacy. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Karen. See you in the new year. Bye. Bye. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.